Good evening, welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what is new in Japanese entertainment. I'm your host, Ken, and this is for the podcast episode for the week of April 27th. How are you guys doing today? I have with me Luna. Hello, everyone. I am, We are super excited to bring you this special episode. Yeah, and great. <laughs> What's happening, guys? I'm so glad to be back. Last night at work was awful. So. And, <laughs> and, you know, I want to preference this real fast. Not only is this our super-duper special episode on Kotokumi, it is our 21st episode. We are old enough to drink as a podcast now. Yes! Drinks on you, kid. We need to break out those <laughs> chew highs. Yes, indeed. Let me go grab it right now. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Let me just go preference this in real fast. Um, this episode is pretty much gonna talk all about Kodakumi, the artist, anyway. So we're gonna talk about her history and our favorite songs. It's pretty much gonna be fairly similar to our Scandal episode that we did last month. But this time we're just going to focus all on Kotokumi and her expansive history in the Japanese music industry. But yeah, um, before we start on that, let me ask you, Gray, what have you been listening to? <laughs> well, honestly, I've been mostly just trying to get ready for the show. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of Kotokumi. Uh, I've not been a big mm -hmm. fan of hers. I've not been following her for years. So I come at it from a much different angle and perspective than uh, you and Luna do. Um, and I've, I've had some success uh, finding some stuff that I like, some others not. It, she's not always been the style that I like or prefer. Um, but I do think she's a very talented artist. And we'll, we'll get to more of that later. Um, other things I've been listening to is just kind of... The same old, same old. It's the first time. It's the first time since February a seven-day period has elapsed. I've not listened to a Little Glee Monster, so that that's kind it's of a record. <laughs> wow. It's I'm like oh man, it's, I it, it dawned on me. I was like I haven't listened to a Little Glee Monster, and I was I was thinking about listening to it a little bit earlier today, but I was like you know what? I'm I'm a huge Man with a Mission fan. I didn't. I wasn't here yesterday for you guys to talk about their new song, which is awesome. I love it. Um, 
So I just listened, booted up some of my favorite uh, Man with a Mission songs earlier today. I was jamming to those. And uh, that's, that's about it. Mostly focusing on this and then I, I new work, new job. It's, it's been a, a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah, and now we're just going to start right into it. This time, I'm not going to be the main host. It's going to be Luna, mostly because she has a very expansive history, more than I could ever talk about with Kotokomi. So I'm going to let you take the reins right now. Go right ahead, Luna. All right. So I have been a fan of Kotokomi for since 05. And she was probably, she is one of the first Japanese singers who I listened to and who got me into music. So she's one of those artists who holds a special place in my heart and always will. So I'm going to start with her history. I'm going to do kind of, she's a really long history since she's been in the industry since 2000. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a while and she's had, I'll, I'll just start in. So I, I don't know if this would be an interesting fact, but how she got into the industry was she actually auditioned for Morning Musume. Which oh, wow. when I found yes, <laughs> she did. She auditioned. She well, so they never said because she auditioned with Gotomaki, who was one of the original members. But at the same time yeah. she was auditioning for Morning Musume, she also was auditioning for something called Avix Dream 2000, which mm-hmm. was another singing competition. Well, she ended up getting second place in that and she they signed her to their record well their sub label rhythm zone which mflow mm-hmm. is under and a lot of other i think benny and mayjay might be under as well not benny mayjay as i know but a lot of big artists are under rhythm zone so they signed her to that and she never said if she got in morning musume but i always thought that was kind of interesting seeing what if she would have been morning musume that would have been really interesting Especially seeing her image, I can't really imagine it. You know? <laughs> no, um, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't either. Seeing her image, no. Um, but one of the things that also got her into music, and the reason she auditioned in the first place was because her sister, Misono, who is the lead singer for the group Day After Tomorrow, she went to a recording session. They told Koda, hey, why don't you audition? And that's how she ended up auditioning and she ended up winning second place which is pretty good you know um so her debut was actually in december 2000 with her single take back and unfortunately take back did not do very good on the oricon it only reached 59 and i really like that song um I feel like it is a really good single the video is definitely unique and you see like when you see her in take back you look at her then and you look at her now and you're like, she's definitely, you see the progress over the years, the change in her styles. Cause that song was very nineties R and B, which is why I love it so much. Uh, her second single, trust your love did a little better. So it brought her up to 20, but it still wasn't, you know, as strong as I think Avix hoped. And Max Matsura, who is the CEO for Avex, he, Originally, he considered actually dropping her because her singles weren't doing so good and also because he considered her a little overweight at the time and didn't like the image because he wanted her to be a little bit more, I guess you could say, sexy. 
Because sex Wait, sells. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find. No, I, I want to envision an unsexy Koda Kumi, and I'm like, uh, I uh, still think she's sexy and take back. I think she's sexy and trust her love, and so into you. But if you look at her and take back, and you watch her over from take back to trust her love to so into you, love across the ocean, you know, you watch her progress. You can tell how her image really changes, and I feel like that did have a big effect on her. Is is that so i mean you see a huge progression from there too not only in her image is what she looks like but her style as well and i love her i mean i love how she started i love how she is now so to me that doesn't matter um one of her big somewhat big breakouts is she actually did a collaboration with boa called the meaning of peace so this song was actually used for a charity event called long nation to raise money for the victims of 9-11 so this actually helped get her some good promotion because Boa was already really big at the time, bigger than Coda. So this was a good one to see. And there is one live performance of them floating out there. And it's good. It's really good. And seeing them on stage together today still makes me smile. And I hope for a collaboration of them together in the future. That would be neat seeing them how, you know, back then and then now. So she also at the time she released take back and trust your love she actually released english singles of these as well they're very very hard to find i still do not have copies um i would love to get my hands on them but she just used the name coda on there unfortunately they didn't sell well physically but they did top the dance charts in the us due to the remix versions of them yeah and it's a great dance song but her english is um a little bit hard to understand you could tell she really did try her best though so i will say her she started to get successful her second album grow into one was where she started to see her success grow a little bit so that song actually had you guys know these songs real emotion and send no cold to ba which mm-hmm. were used for final fantasy 10 too yep. so mm-hmm. that that single ended up really boosting her and it yeah. released, released made number three in Oricon charts, which you see her from doing her first single 59 and then her second 20. Then you see real emotion go, go up there. You're just like, Holy cow. She is really jumped up and it took her. So this was her seventh single. So it took her about seven singles to jump up there, but seeing that happen, you know, and seeing that song, cause it's, they're both amazing songs and they were two of the earlier songs I heard by her, but not the first. So that, uh, those that were album the first was for a, me. <laughs> really? Mine was yeah. wasn't those, but those were about the maybe fifth or sixth ones I heard by her. Well, or, actually, Sendo Kotoba yeah, was probably the third or fourth as well. Cause I, I love. Yeah. Cause, and, um, yeah, I, I bought the Japanese version for 10.2, and I was like, what is this song? This song's so, so good. I did not buy and the it is. version. There's still... I like the English version of Real oh, Potion, yeah. too. I do, too, and I like Sweetbox, and that's who does the English one, but I still love Coda's version better, because I think... Like, I love Jade from Sweetbox, but I like Coda's voice better, especially with Send No yes. Ba, because the emotion oh, yes. and that song... I mean, it really gets to you. When you hear that song, you can just feel all the emotions, like, welling up. So, like, seeing that grow successful, and I feel like that really helped her career, as those two songs are fantastic. And Grow Into One actually sold double her first album, really because those songs 
I were, were on there. And yeah. I mean, there are other great songs in that album. Don't get me wrong. Like I love Love Across the Ocean and Maze, but Sendo Quotaban Real Emotion really helped helped her out big time. Okay, let so me ask you, this question. Um, mm-hmm? Do you see her ever coming back to a Final Fantasy project? Or do you think that was just being, a springboard for her? Being honest, no. I really can't see her coming back yet. Is I feel like they try to do different singers in general because Angela Aki yeah. did, did a song too. And I'm trying to think of who else. Gak oh. was Gak. in um, Final Fantasy Seven for Chris Core. He did the main song for that one, actually. So I, I kind of feel like they try to get someone different each time, but I do feel like it was a good stepping stone for her. And she's done other, maybe not video game, but she's done some anime songs as well. So I can see her doing maybe one of those again. But as far as like Final Fantasy, maybe not. Although I would like to see it, but I can't see it happening. I was just curious. So then, no, no, you're fine. So the next stage of her, this is where you see a significant image change, is during her Feel My Mind album, which they labeled as Ero Kakui, which is like a like erotic cool type of thing. And you really see that in her video, Crazy For You. When you see that video, you are just like, holy, I mean, like drop dead hot. And I love the song. Um, I, I was kind of like, eh, at first. And it's actually a theme song of the anime Gilgamesh. And I do like, I love the video and I like the song a lot now because it's a lot of fun, but you really see that. And then with her next sing- single, Love and Honey, which included uh, Cutie Honey, which was a huge hit for her that was used for the live action remake of Cutie Honey. And I will say, I like that song, but they overplayed it because they I watched every single live Japanese performance <laughs> of the song back in the day. And I've seen so many that after a while, instead of when she says, honey, thrash, I just wanted to say, honey, thrash. <laughs> you get it. But yeah, it, it's a really catchy song. And I know all the lyrics. I've sung it at karaoke several times because it's just one of those songs that just catches you. And that was actually used as a bonus track on Feel My Mind, which when you, I, I have the album, and when you open up the booklet, you can see that sexy image right there of her in that, that outfit and practically in lingerie. And I have the DVD for Feel My Mind called Feel. And there's some sexy photos in there too. So you can see a significant image change here. And when you get to her fourth album, which this album has a special, special place in my heart. So Secret was one of the first Kodakumi albums I ever heard. And there's one song on there, which I don't think she's ever performed live. And if she has, it's only been once. It's called Love Holic. That is the first song I ever heard by her. And it is a very weird song. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a really fun, catchy song. And that, that was the first one I ever heard. And it was, I was just browsing random forums and someone posted it. Cause I was looking for some Japanese singers to get into and I didn't know who it was by at the time I listened. I'm like, Oh my God, I really like the song. So then I found out who it was and I found her secret album. And that was also one of the first albums I purchased along with her best first things album. 
so that one did really well in the charts. It made number three in Oregon. So you can tell that was pretty much her, you know, her success showing right there. Her fourth album was really, you know, coming out. And it had some great hot songs in there. Selfish, hot stuff. Trust Your Love. Uh, no, it's Trust You. That is a great song as well. I mean, that whole album is probably one of my favorite albums that I listened to it on repeat for years. The song Hands always gets to me. Whenever I watch that video and hear her sing that, it just, I don't know, it just makes you feel. <laughs> it's such a beautiful song. Um, so that that is definitely a special one, and I have a special edition of it that came with a T-shirt. I've actually never worn the T-shirt. It's still in its package. Just because when I got it, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't open this. It's too precious. I still have it in the box. But I've taken the CD out several times, and the photos in there, if you cut the booklet, which I wouldn't do, there's some really sexy photos in her and just bra and underwear. Oh, yeah. I, I, I peeked in there and saw them, and I'm like, I don't want to cut this. I can't do this. But it really shows her image change right there. And even her style of music changed from more, I guess you could say, more 90s, like R&B, techno, poppy, to more upbeat, dancey, like hip hop, like, and even some rock songs thrown in there. You could tell her style just changed. And it showed her range of style she can do, too. Is in my opinion, she can pull off almost anything, as you'll see when we talk about her later albums. So her major success was, of course, with her first best album, Best First Things. This was pretty much her breakthrough album. It sold over a million copies. It actually sold 1,207,793,000 oh, wow. copies in 2005. It became the number six album of the year. As well, this also made her the high, like the highest selling album for a female artist in 05, which wait, was. Wait, wait, wait. So that only made number six of the year and it sold like one over one million. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of scared to see what nice. it was up against. But that's Probably Odyssey, pretty... but even so. Yeah. I'm really curious what, you know, it made, but it it's that's still pretty darn good for selling over a million yeah oh yeah especially for a female they said by a female artist in 05 so i'm guessing it had to be been male artists who kicked her butt at that time and i bet Odyssey yep. won, no doubt yeah um so and it still sold so by the end of 06 this album was still selling it sold about two million copies and in 06 it still was on the charts for being one of the best selling albums and it was number 17. Just think it stayed on the charts like that long and kept selling. So that really shows, you know, how much she came. It took four albums, but I mean, that really <laughs> showed her success. It, it, it did. And it had some new songs on it. And the album itself is beautiful. I think I that was the first album. I One of the first albums I got along with Secret and I got that for Christmas. I was so excited to get that. And... I, I'm still happy I have that one. That was that was one of those things. It's like I got that a Boa album, and I was just so excited because that was my introduction, you know, to the Japanese music industry. Is really an 05 Wakoda. So, and she kept being successful after this. So her second best album was called Best Second Session. I, I 
in a way, I call it a studio album. In a way, it's the best album. It's considered the best album. But so this album was kind of unique, what she did with this. This She did something mm-hmm. called a 12-week special project, like the 12 Days of Christmas. And it pretty much, it was kind of cool. So each week she released a single. And they were all based on an area in the world. So she did Hawaii, Alaska, uh, Japan. <coughs> so, so. Let me get this straight. You're saying that every single single in that album was based on a place in the world. Where was it Birthday was supposed- Eve? Birthday Eve was Mexico? the U.S. So Birthday <laughs> Eve was the U.S., but there was also you was Alaska. <laughs> yes, I know. You was Alaska, and I don't – which one was Hawaii? I'm trying to remember. Hawaii was um, – I know the photo. I know the photo of it because she has these coconuts over her boobs and she's this really pretty. It, I think it, it wasn't, it wasn't feel. Some so boys and girls it, with Japan. If, but yes. If you, if you guys don't know this, so um, that, that is the album for me personally that got me into Koda. And um, I listened to that album back and forth it was it was gifted to me by a friend of mine because he was like you know you remember kodakumi the the person that did um the ten two games he this is a album that just came out and he gave that to me and it was the special edition one the one with all the the uh the pbs mm-hmm. and birthday eve was the first one i watched and i was thinking what in the world am i watching <laughs> if you guys don't know Birthday Eve is basically a girl baking a cake for her boyfriend, but the boyfriend is in a Lucha Libre mask. <laughs> what? Yeah, so he, uh, and they're trying to, like, I guess, fantasize what the other looks like. I guess it's like their first time meeting or something like mm-hmm. that, because he thinks that she's going to wear a <laughs> Lucha Libre mask also. <laughs> Oh, uh, but it's pretty depressing because uh, when they finally do meet, uh, uh, the cake got poured on his head. <laughs> why? Why is it? Why is that a USA song? Because that would be more of a Mexico thing if it if he's wearing like a a luchador mask. Just wrestling, uh, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know. Like if you look at all the covers, they all have themes, but. It was it was an interesting idea. So Hawaii was common, which was my least favorite song actually on the album. I don't know. I just didn't think her her voice. I didn't like her voice with no, Tatsuki. I, I didn't like that song. So common like was like my either. least favorite song, but the album itself. So I I love the concept of the album. Unfortunately, at the time, I was of course a high school student who's poor who could not buy each single each week. Yes. And they were also very limited. So they were limited to so many copies each and they pretty much sold out. They're limited to 50,000 copies each. They sold out before I could buy them anyway. I mean, they were people pre-ordering them months in advance. So they sold out super fast. So when best second session was released with all the singles on there, I pre-ordered that two months in advance. I remember asking my mom, Said, Mom, can I can, can I can you pre-order this for me? I'll, I'll I'll give you all my allowance. Just pre-order it for me, and I'll give you money for it. So she did, and I I got the special edition like you did, and I got the two DVD edition which had her videos on it, and it also had her concert best first things, which was a great was a great concert. I love it. I actually own that on that, and I own a separate DVD 
that's the limited edition of that too. But that that album sold a lot. Like that was a big deal and it topped the Oricon with number one and it sold almost 2 million copies and became the be- uh, number two best out selling album of 06. So that really shows from like, it beat out best first things. I mean, it kicked butt. And I personally really love the second session. And I remember when I first heard it, I wasn't a fan of all the songs, but looking back, I love almost every song on there. And I've listened to that album so much. I know all the words to you, shake it up, candy, love goes like wind someday, triple D. Oh, I love triple D with soul head. That video is so mm-hmm. hot. I mm-hmm. love that video. Her outfit. Whoo. I watched that one so many times, but it is an amazing album. And seeing that top and seeing how that sold made me happy, especially really getting into her at that time. I really started following her big time. I so from there know, on, she. I do know hmm? what beat best second session that year. Cause I have it right here on the order. The one you're. Uh, it is it, a. Is the Baka Ken Hirai 10th anniversary uh, complete single collection from 95 to 05? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's what it has right here on the Oricon. By That's Ken, so weird. By Ken Hirai. Hirai. Oh. Oh, okay. oh is that, that, yeah, was that, that number one explain. that year? Yeah. That would explain a lot now. <laughs> yeah, up against him, he's a big name. I've never heard um, of him. But he's a big name. I, I've listened to some of his stuff before, and he, he's not bad. He, he, he's he been around for a long time. Well, I'm not surprised. At least 95. They, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially I can see why she became number two, because going up against him, but still, that album, just seeing it top like that and seeing it now really makes me happy. And it shows the height of her success and how she pretty much started, you know, from Take Back till, you know, seeing her do Best Second Session. And the styles that Best Second Session uses are amazing. I mean, you got some R&B songs, you got a little bit of rock, you got some pop, you know, you got a mix of everything in that album, so... Um, so the next one she did after that was Black Cherry. And I know, Ken, this is one of your favorite albums, if I'm correct, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. It, it was the first one that I started that from the um, second session on was when I started kind of following Gotokumi much a little bit more. And the, this uh, was a great album, in my opinion. I... I remember when this was released, I was super excited. And if I'm correct, I think this might have been up. No, I don't think this was up again. I'm trying to think if this was up against. There was an Ayumi album that came out at the same time that was neck and neck. Yeah, there was. There was two. It was A Best to White and Black, and it beat both of them for the yearly anyway. Yes, it yeah, I remember. So Black Cherry, it set some records, and something interesting about this album is it became the first studio album by a female artist to stay in Oricon charts for four weeks, and it surpassed oh, wow. Ayumi Hamasaki's Duty album, which was a big seller. If a lot, of, especially because that was a big album for IU. 
but Black Cherry has some great songs on it. So one of the singles leading up to that was For Hot Wave. That was one of my favorite singles. And I love how all the videos interconnected, which Best Second Session also did that with four of her songs. But Black Cherry, I loved how they had Ningyo Hime. They also, and it was Juicy, With Your Smile, and I'll Be There. And I love all those songs. And Yumi no Uta, Futari Day, one of the first Kodakumi singles I ever bought, new from CD Japan, because back then I didn't have a lot of money, so I'd be picky and choosy what I bought. I remember buying the limited edition of Yumi no Uta, Futari Day, and getting it in the mail, and the packaging was so pretty, and it came with a poster. And I still have the original packaging, because I'm one of those people who keeps it. But that's a very special single for me, and it also had a little story with it. It had a love story with it, and I know Yume no Uta is one of your top ones. And yeah, well, this I bought the uh, limited edition for this one, and it came with Twinkle, the the English version. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was really good. Um, Cherry Girl is really Twinkle. good. Yes. Oh, I love yeah. Cherry Girl, and I love the video because the video is so much fun. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I, I really. I, I, this, this was probably my my favorite one out of her entire one. Yeah, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite album because this was definitely one of the albums I listened to the most. And I still go back to all those songs on there. Koino Subomi is one of the songs I still go back to. And I know all the lyrics too. I, I love doing karaoke to that because it's so much fun. And oh, there's just so many good songs on this album. The album as a whole is amazing. And I really do think it's probably one of her best albums. So after that, she had her Kingdom album. So this album, it did do really good, but during promotion for this album, there was some controversy. <laughs> it did chart for two weeks at number one in Oricon, but their promotion had to stop because, um, so Coda was doing, she was on a radio show. And she was retelling a story about her manager, and she made a comment that she probably, in Japanese society, you society you should not make. Here, people really, you might get some people who are going to lash out at you, but most people are going to be like, oh, whatever. Well, she pretty much said, or so her manager was saying she's going to have a baby, and she's getting married and everything, but having a baby. And Coda's like, well, when women get around 35, their amniotic fluid goes bad. Pretty much saying, you know, it, the way it was translated is as it rots and more than just goes bad, it rots. And a lot of women were very, very, very obsessed. And I understand <laughs> the implication, especially with how society is over there and how, you know, just seeing it from a cultural perspective, I understand why they're upset. To me, it's not a big deal, but this was a huge deal over there. And Avix canceled all promotion. They shut down her website for a week. Not only that, um, they actually, she lost all her endorsements. Yeah, she lost a lot of endorsements. <laughs> yeah, she lost, she was doing Gem Sere, she I, was doing Honda. I mean, I she mean, lost all her endorsements. I, I get that's something you probably shouldn't say, but does that not sound like a little bit of an overreaction to what she said? Yeah. This is Japan. <laughs> Have you looked at the idol community? <laughs> no, I'm learning still. I'm 
learning. I do not know. Yeah, this was a big issue, unfortunately. And everyone called and complained to all the like stations whenever she was doing lives. All these TV shows just got all these complaints from women about it. And she did apologize. So she went on something called FNN Super Show and she apologized. So, you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said what I said. And but people still didn't think it was a sufficient enough of an apology. Women were still mad about it. Yeah. Which is yeah, crazy. Supposedly. When, yeah, they did like a poll and 80%, 87% of the women were still pissed. Like she apologized. Let it go. Um, but I understand it was probably older women who are more upset than the younger ones, to be I honest. Mean, and mostly older women probably watch a lot of that stuff. I, I mean, I, I don't know anything so. about childbirth, but I've always heard after the age of 35, it gets a lot more risky for the woman to even have a kid. So, yeah, it can for. Yeah. So I understand it. And I think she was trying. She wasn't she didn't mean, you know, like mean any harm. You know, I think it just kind of came out. So she really didn't mean any harm on it. But unfortunately, it was taken the wrong way, and this caused this album. This album was really good. I really enjoyed Kingdom, but I feel like because of, you know, this controversy, it lost a lot of its momentum because it really dropped off after that, which was really disappointing. But it had some great songs on it. I loved Anytime, but... Um, I know Uta. I know Uta. Really good. Yes. Um, under, Freaky I like really under. Too. Yes, I love Freaky. So it had some great singles for that, and the album was really good. And I loved all the videos. The limited edition also came with a special concert, and it was the Dirty Ballroom. And that concert had some of the best remixes, and it was a great live. So I was a little disappointed to see, you know, that happen. But I do remember when that all unfolded. I went on her website. I'm like, wait, it's gone. What happened? And then I found out about it. I'm like, oh, well, oh, boy. So, um, but despite the controversy, so her Black Chory tour, the DVD actually made number one spot in the Oricon charts. So it's still, mm -hmm. she still charted at least, which is a good thing. And her Black Cherry tour, if you guys get a chance to watch it, or I don't know if you have, it's really good. They're the opening scene of that tour, Holy Balls. She pretty much comes out in a fishbowl, all soaking wet. And it is That's sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hot. Like, the entrance to that concert is, it's epic. And How she, she always does epic. How is she walking? Yeah, if she's in she a was swimming. Bowl, how she was she... swimming, and she got pulled out, and then she got up on stage. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Thank it was like I would say it's a fishbowl, but it was more like I, a. I just it was more of a glass like tank. a fishbowl outfit with water. Oh no no no! <laughs> no, but you reminded me of the songs Inside Outside Fishbowl, which I totally forgot about <laughs> until you until I, I should. I, that's probably what I was thinking of. But it was an amazing tour, and I, I actually need to revisit that tour again because that was really good. So seeing that chart, and I, I bought a copy of that. I got the limited edition of it, which totally worth all the money. Um, so, and her Kingdom tour still went on as planned, which was another really, really good tour. And I really liked what she did with Kingdom because it was all based off fairy tales and the live. So she had little cute little clips. Um, so after, da, 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 but I mean, it was still good. And she released her single Moon, which 
Moon is a really good ballad, and the single is kind of neat because if you didn't know this, she actually did a song with Fergie. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of the song. <laughs> it's called <laughs> That Ain't Cool. And I just, I don't know, the song wasn't that catchy to me, but it was kind of neat seeing her and Fergie together because Coda was so happy, especially in the making of it. She was, like, so excited to meet Fergie. So I thought that was actually kind of neat. And wait, the song Lady Go. Wait, hmm? which Fergie? There's, like, three. Fergie Ferg. You know, Fergalicious? The, the singer. Black Eyed Peas Fergie. Okay, yeah, yeah, the singer. Yes. Well, there's the, the, singer there's the rich... I think I think she's a duchess or something, but her name is Fergie too, and that's all she goes by is Fergie. Uh, that's actually Fergie is known as the Duchess as well. She's a singer, but she's really also help. known as. <laughs> so but yeah, I, I know Josh Duchess, wife. She... I know Josh Demel's wife very well. That's, that's his wife. She's also a singer. Yes. I just wanted to clarify. That's a, yes. Yes, that's Fergie. So yeah, Coda actually did a song with her, which was on her Moon single. Her Moon is a beautiful ballad. It's called Moon Crying, actually. And it is a beautiful ballad. Um, but I liked the B-side on that. It was called Lady Go. It, she does this a lot near the end of her tours. And Lady Go is such a fun, fun song. So this single was a very, very solid single. And it made number one in Oricon charts, which made me happy, especially with all that controversy. She still got number one. And it was a good single, in my opinion. And she also followed that with Taboo and Stay With Me, which also reached number one. And Taboo is one of my favorite songs. I, like, when you hear that song, it is amazing. And the video, I love the video. Just, just a reminder of it, the listener, that was the very first song in the opening montage. Yes. Yes, it is an amazing song. It'll always be one of my favorites. I was actually listening to it in a car today. I had my... Kodokumi upbeat dance song playlist, and that's always one of them. And I, I, I have that single, and it's an amazing single because I just love that song. I, I recommend everyone watching the video, but it's pretty much about taboo, like, you know, girls liking girls, boys liking boys, that type of thing, which causes a controversy in Korea, actually, just because of the content of that video. And I personally like it because it kind of, like, you know, it, it's showing that, hey, it's taboo, but it's okay. So that song I really liked. And Stay With Me, which also released number one, reached number one. I love that ballad. I love that ballad. It's so pretty. And as you can see where I'm going, the, these songs all led up to her album Trick, which uh, I love Trick. Um, it had yep. some really <laughs> good songs. Driving is one of my jams and man we should have put that one in a montage too that's a great song i love driving and that that album in general is good showgirl was a great song and the only song i did not like was the bonus track she redid the song venus mm -hmm. and ken i'm sure you heard that i didn't yep. like her cover of it <laughs> yeah yeah you feel my you feel what i feel so, I mean, other than yeah. that, the album is great. I highly yeah, recommend I, it. This is not a love song. I always listen to that when I'm at work. Ooh, Taboo really is good always one. good, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like... Yeah. I didn't like Bling 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 at first, but hearing it live, I actually like it a lot more than on the single. 
I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people, it's it's kind of like iffy because you know, it's a very fun, catchy song, but it, it's one that I always go half and half on. I have to be in the mood for it. Mm. I see. I see. So, so after that, she had one. She had released another best album. So this one is a little special because she did a combo of her best album and her eighth album. So she called it third universe. So it had her third best album, but it also had her eighth studio album universe. I really didn't need her third best album because I owned everything up to that point, but I wanted the limited edition. So of course I bought the limited edition, which came with both and I'm a completist. So I had to have it anyway. I will say I loved universe. The title track universe, which you hear in our um, in our montage, it is a fun dance song. And when she sings that song live, damn, it's good. I mean, whenever I hear that, I get energized. She also did a song with her sister, Misono, on there called It's All Love, which I hated that song at first. I shouldn't say that. I did not like that song at first. But re-listening to it, I actually really like it. I guess it's just a different feel. But Universe had some really good songs. Physical Thing was a really hot video. That was good. Ecstasy. I still love that song. Step Into My World, Stay, Comes Up. I mean, there's some really good songs in that album. I don't know. Ken, what did you think? Did you listen to Universe? Um, yeah, mostly because I did buy the, the, um, the set with um, the third best third. Uh, for me, I only liked like to me. I only liked that song actually. I really like um like me. That was probably my favorite song off the album. Oh, I love like me. I always forget that one was on there. That was such a cute song, especially the video yeah. with the ice cream. Yes, I could go for some ice cream. Superstar was really good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Superstar was good. I want to be, I want to be you, Superstar. Yep. I, I really liked, I, I personally liked Universe. I don't know. I, like, looking at it, as an eighth album, it was good. But then also comparing it to maybe some of her other ones, it definitely wasn't as good as some of her other releases. But I still really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I enjoyed it, too. Unfortunately, this was, like, the last album that I kind of kept up with. But, yeah, yeah I well, mean... She has so many yeah. releases that, you know, I... So I kind of lost touch a little bit after Universe because... So after Universe, she did Deja Vu. Well, one of the singles leading up to Deja Vu is Pop Diva. I do not like that song. That is the only Kodakumi song. It still has not grown on me. A, one of my friends, he loves that song. It's one of his favorite songs. Some reason, I don't like how she says pop diva. And it annoys me. How does she say So <laughs> I actually... Pop, pop, pop diva. That doesn't sound too terrible. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I personally just... I don't know what it is. Something about that song I did like when she performed it live for Deja Vu. I love that. But I guess initially, I, I guess I need to give it a re-listen. But Deja Vu was one of those albums I didn't buy originally, and I was super disappointed I missed out on the special edition, which came to the little calendar. 
I ended up finding a copy on eBay and buying it because I wanted the freaking calendar. Uh, I will say, yes, I had to have the calendar. Yes, I had to have the little calendar it came with. And plus, so was it one of the day calendars or was it a monthly calendar? Um, it was a it was a monthly calendar. I'll have to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. I have it. I have like all the special stuff with her things. That's why with this one, I had to have that calendar. But so this album, Deja Vu, which I got the limited edition, I will say if you do get this album, I recommend getting the CD plus two DVD version because the concert it comes with is awesome. It comes with a really, really long concert called Dream Music Park. And it has some of like the best performances on there, but they're also really fun because it's in an amusement park and there is a dinosaur on stage. What? <laughs> there is a dinosaur on stage. I'm not kidding. I, I it, it's a really, really fun concert. And she performs some songs on there that I was so happy just to see live in general. Cause she doesn't perform ecstasy live very often. And she did that one live there. What kind of so dinosaur was, did she have? A Tyrannosaurus Rex. Of course. On stage. Stereotypical. Yes. It was actually really cool. It was really cool. She was driving around in a Jeep like Jurassic Park. I will say it was pretty epic. Um, the album itself, the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, eh, eh. But later on, I loved Lollipop. Initially, I heard Lollipop. I love Lollipop. But I misheard the lyrics. I, Ken, have you heard Lollipop? Lollipop, look my lollipop. So when you initially heard the song, did it sound like she said, I dodged the bullet, bullet? Or to me, it didn't sound like that. I thought she said, I touched the booty, booty. Uh, Well, initially, when... I, I like because I in, in immediately when I heard the song, I was like, okay, so this song already has a sexual con content, um, like meaning towards it. I thought she said, I want to do it, do it. <laughs> it sounds like that too, a little bit. I thought she said, I touched the booty, booty, baby, we got a party. And it, but then when I looked at the lyrics and she says, I dodged the bullet, bullet, baby, we got a bullet. And then I'm like, okay, I can hear that now. But for the longest time, I thought she said booty, booty. And I still think that occasionally. I just think I got to do it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that song because it's so much fun. And and At the Weekend is actually a really fun song. I still go back to Hey Baby, Choi Tushy Life. I like that one a lot. One, it, it actually has two two of my top ballads. I couldn't put them in my top five, unfortunately. But on my top ballads, it has Anatadake Ga, which is such a beautiful song. And Sukide, Sukide, Sukide. I love that song. And interesting about these is her sister Misono is actually in the videos for. They're kind of like a story for Sukide, Sukide, Sukide. And she had one called Walk to the Future, which is not on the album. But her sister Misono actually appears in the videos. So oh, wow. a little interesting tidbit about that. And I didn't realize it till I watched the making of it. And then I realized, oh, that's Misono. So it's a little interesting thing. But I revisiting this album, I actually really liked it. It's still not one of her best. 
But as a whole album, I still think it's good. And the live tour for this is really hot. It has one of the best performances of Be My Baby, which I'm not going to mention the album that on too much a little bit later because it's a cover album. But Be My Baby is one of my top songs. And I love the performance she does in Deja Vu for that. When she pops out of the floor and starts dancing to that, I'm like, hello. And she also um, kisses one of her fans in that. She has him on stage and uh, gives him a lap dance and kisses them. When I saw that, I yelled at the TV, why don't you kiss me? <laughs> so uh, it, she she knows how to do her lives. And her fans were like crying. Like you just see them like crying. And I'm like, is that where me? I'd kiss her back. I wouldn't be crying. I wouldn't let go. So, yes, that's my reaction when I watch her live. So her next album, and Deja Vu actually was one of her lowest charting albums. It was very low. It sold less than Secret, actually, which is disappointing. And I can see because it didn't have as many good, like, as many build-up songs, I feel like, as her other albums did, to be honest. So um, so her next album, Japanesque, which I actually really like this album. It is a long album. It has 17 tracks. And this came out in a lot of editions. I have one of the editions, and I actually want the Goods edition. She, I got the CD plus 2 DVD edition, which is pretty awesome. But I will say, Ken, I think this is one of your favorite songs in it. Love Me Back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mostly because of the uh, the drama that it was uh, it accompanying was in... it. So I uh, like this it album. Was... Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Oh <laughs> uh, no! It was um because it was in a a uh, Arashi drama for the opening for it, so I really liked it from that specifically. <laughs> it's a really catchy song too. Yeah. Um, I will. Say it had some good tracks, and this album was very versatile. Ken, did you listen to this one at all? Um, I picked it up just specifically for Love Me Back. Um, mostly because I, I'm at this point, I was kind of just like, I mean, I understand what Kodokumi's doing at this point, but it wasn't like I wasn't a fan of her anymore. So, and it was a this is one of the ones that picked kind of got me back into her a little bit. And she had, I like that she did a little bit of rap. So her song, No Man's Land, it's a combination of rock and yes. rap. And I actually like that combination because she's not a bad rapper, surprisingly. <laughs> she's not horrible. She actually can do it, unlike some artists that I like who try and fail miserably. Uh, but I really like No Man's Land. Um, Boom Boom Boys was a fun song. I did not like the remix version of VIP on here. Because I hated T Pain's rap, I don't think it should have oh, been in there, yeah. and it annoyed the. Pardon my French. It really annoyed me, and I was disappointed in that song because I like the original VIP. Um, her song "Every Day" was super cute, and I loved "In the Air." So I, it had some really good tracks on it. Um, I wasn't a big fan of "Pop and Love Cocktail," mainly because I wasn't a big fan of Tita. He reminded me of G Dragon, like a G Dragon ripoff. <laughs> hopefully he's not hopefully he's not listening but every time i saw him with all his makeup i'm like it's g dragon but you can't be g dragon he's listening um, right so, after you oh great 
But this album as a whole, um, if you're a Kodokumi fan, it's definitely worth having in your collection. The the DVD track listing alone, it is all 17 music videos. And on the disc two, if you get the two disc edition, it comes with commercials and it also comes with a live best DVD. Oh wow! So, so it's actually worth it. It's worth the money, and I've seen copies go up on eBay for a pretty good, you know, like reasonable price. But it's worth picking up if you can get a copy, or even CD Japan still has it as well. So, her next one was Bon Voyage, which came out in 2014. So, Bon Voyage came out in 2014, and this one I automatically bought. And this was actually before I went to Japan. I probably should have waited because I could have got a little cheaper. But I pre-ordered this because, <laughs> you know, I'm a big Kodakumi fan. This is when, the year I went to Japan. But, of course, I bought it. And I actually have two editions of this. Uh, um, but so Bon Voyage was an album. It was really hit or miss for me. So I liked La 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 La. I liked Go to the Top. And those were some of the singles for it. I wasn't a big fan of Koishikute. It just didn't feel like a strong enough ballad for me. Um, so when I first heard the album, I was kind of, I liked Loaded. I liked, um, I did not like LOL when I first heard it because I hated what they did to her voice. But I now love that song because it's super catchy. I will say, what did this they, does. What did they do? It was kind of auto tuned. Oh. Because oh. she does like, LOL, ha ha ha, laughing out loud, ha ha ha. And it's kind of auto tuned like that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of annoying when I first heard it. And then I actually really liked it and it really caught. I will say, this has one of my favorite songs on here for like upbeat songs. It's called You Know. I feel like it's a very, very underrated song, and it is really, really good. It's really catchy. It's upbeat, but it's not, like, super dancey. It's just a really, really good song in general. I will say something. So I did. I said I got two editions. I bought the Blu-ray edition, but I also later on, a couple years back, I bought uh, – a couple years later, I bought the fan club edition. This fan club edition, if you register for her fan club – I recommend buying the fan club edition because the DVD it comes with, it comes with a live fan club concert called let's party volume two. It is a Halloween concert. It is <laughs> amazing. So I love Halloween. I'm just going to get that out there. It's my favorite holiday, but this concert, she does a melody in there. There is a giant haunted house in the background. She is glow in the dark makeup on and it is amazing. Like, the track listing she does for the dances, her dancers, everyone's dressed up. It is awesome. And it makes me so, so, so happy. So I really, really recommend, if you can get the fan club edition, it's worth it for this concert. The track listing is amazing. Her live performance is amazing because it's a very small venue, unlike her other arena tours. And it's very personal. So it's if you can, I would definitely recommend getting the fan club edition for this it makes that album worth it. So in 2015, she did Walk of My Life. I don't, I know, I know you guys probably, or Ken, I know you were a little bit out of Kodokami by then. I still, I did buy this edition. I bought the fan club edition for this as well. So this was kind of like a 15th anniversary album for her because at this point it marked her 15 years in the music industry. Oh. So it did. So it was like a special album and the lead track walk on my life is really, really good. It is a beautiful song. And one of the songs she always sings at the end of her concerts for a while is walk. And it's one she, so Coda writes all her own lyrics herself. 
Um, a lot of people, I don't know how many people know that, but if you look in her booklet, she writes everything herself. And I respect her for that. And so that one of the songs she wrote on Affection is called Walk. And she sings this at the end of every tour live and she cries. And I cry because the song is absolutely beautiful. It pretty much, when you look at the lyrics, it really touches you, especially when you hear that song. So Walk of My Life is pretty much like a new version of it, but not it. It kind of talks about her. It's kind of like a career song. And when you listen to it, it really has that something special. And when I first heard that title track, I kind of like it brought tears to my eyes a little bit. It was, it really was the best song in the album for me. It really got to me. Um, also Dance in the Rain, which is in my top five. That one is just, as soon as I heard it, it was a special single she released for her fan club. And she actually did a special competition to choose dancers for that. That song is absolutely glorious. It is a beautiful, beautiful song. And I have listened to the song and read it work so many times. And I, I recommend everyone watch it and watch the video or listen to the song. It is great. I mean, there were a few good takeaways from this album, like Dance in the Rain and Walk of My Life. I do feel like it was a little lacking besides the fan club version, which came with the 15th anniversary fan club concert, um, which pretty much counted down from all her 62 singles she had at this time from her most recent to her first single. And that was amazing. And it also came with the documentary for it as well. But Welcome My Life was, it was good. It just, I felt like there weren't as many good songs as her other albums. And I don't, it didn't do as well on the charts either. It sold, it sold about 50,000 copies in total. So the, if you look, that's a, not very good. You can see where her sales did drop. And I mean, it was a good album, but it definitely didn't have the momentum as her other ones. So I will say sometimes Dreams Come True is also a really, really good song. I really like that song a lot. And the live tour for Walk of My Life is my favorite. And as you can see, as I'm going through Coda's discography, it is huge. And I'm counting down to kind of near the end because I got a special announcement just to keep you guys going. So I know, <laughs> Ken, you're listening. I know you listen to these. Her next album was a dual edition, which was released last yes. year. It was Double Face. Mm -hmm. So... I, I was really, really looking forward to these. These are ones that I pre-ordered both editions from CD Japan. I bought the Blu-ray editions, and each version has a half of her face. You put them together, and it forms a whole, which I thought was really cool. So the only thing I did not like about what Avix did with this, they can go F themselves for this, <laughs> um, they did the same track listing for both albums. So, yes, I bought both. It had different CD track listings, it had the same freaking Blu-ray track listing and DVD track listing. I wish if they would have mixed it up and did one with music videos and one with a concert. No, they didn't do that. But I bought both editions because I had to have both ones. So, mm -hmm. in your opinion, what version is your favorite? Outside. I'm the same. Okay, we agree. I loved Outside. I love Double Damn Face. Damn Real is a real damn good song. Let's try. I agree. I agree. Damn Real is amazing. And Ultraviolet was really good. Yes. Ultraviolet, um, I love the video. And I, um, yeah. I also liked uh, Shh. At first, yeah, I, yeah, Shh was really good. <laughs> it was. So I actually, I thought Outside was really, really good. A good album, actually. 
And I, I've been, I was listening to that on repeat for a while at work just because those songs, like Ultraviolet was just an amazing song and Damn Real. And in general, this album was great. Um, or at least outside, I thought it was great. Inside, I really like Bridget's song. And I really like What's Up. Those were the main yeah. two songs I liked. Other than that, I didn't care for Inside as much. And I, it it actually charted on that on the it made the Oricons on the first date charted number two, but unfortunately you can tell Inside did not sell. It only sold eleven thousand copies. It did not yeah. do very good, and and I don't think Outside did. Outside didn't do very good either. So no, unfortunately, charted. Outside charted number one. Oh, so yeah. it charted number one. Inside made number two. I wish if I had the numbers for outside. I, I don't think I do. So it sold in total. It sold twenty six thousand for outside. And inside sold. Well, yeah, it sold about twenty seven or about total. They sold about twenty seven thousand or so. I guess that's separate. Yeah. So they sold combined. They sold over about sixty thousand. So they sold about 26 each, which isn't bad. I feel like if you bought one, you bought the other. Yeah, for the most part, you're buying both. Yes. Because they, so, they kind of, they if I remember the marketing, they kind of marketed as um, you got to buy both to kind of get yes, the full they experience. Did. Yes. And if you bought the fan club edition, which I, I'm going to join our fan club. It's $20 a year. I'm finally going to do it instead of buying stuff off Yahoo Auctions Japan. So if you bought, yes, I, I'm just going to join it Yay. because I bought enough off Yahoo Auctions. I'm joining her fan club. They, she has an international fan club called Hodagumi. They have really cool exclusives like Bon Voyage fan club edition. I recommend getting that. Any of her fan club editions are amazing. But if you bought the double face version, it came with a giant sleeve to combine them both. Uh, I, I'm debating on rebuying it because I want that sleeve. <laughs> I shouldn't though. <laughs> no, I'm really debating on it. Um, so, and we did, uh, so her next album, which was released this year, we did talk about, so I won't talk about it too much, was And. It didn't really do as well as I thought it'd do on the charts. Um, being honest, I think this is probably my least favorite album. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I, I, will, can, I can agree with you on that. For, for me really, personal. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't like there, it. Although one song on there is in my top five. <laughs> I will. I do. I will say my favorite song was "It's My Life." I loved that song, and I listened to that on repeat. But in general, I was very disappointed. I'm still glad I bought it, and I'm going to buy the fan club edition because of what it comes with. It comes with three DVDs, and two of them have her live tour double face but it's her picks that were not on the blu-ray evix released and it's all her picks from around the country of all the different shows she did i really want oh, that, that for that reason that's so interesting yeah i'm like that's actually really cool and the set list is amazing because there's a lot of these songs she doesn't perform live very much so seeing these on here would be amazing so I'm definitely going to be picking that up. It's a little pricey for the fan club edition, but I think it's worth it. I, I, but as a whole, this album, I feel like it just lacked something special. 
it lacked like part of herself. I feel like I don't know why. Just it felt a little missing, something missing from it. So, the so here's the news. I am. Are you guys ready? There's no release date for us, but she is coming out with another album this year. Yes, yes, yes. There is a title for it. Oh. It's there is a what title is for title? it. It's DNA. So it's and DNA. spelled backwards. Yeah, it's and spelled ah, backwards. Ah, DNA. Ha. Ah, ah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, an well, interesting pun. Well. <laughs> so does that she? mean? <laughs> so Her marketing is clever. <laughs> so I'm so I'm thinking. So Anne did not include her song "Hush," as she released three limited singles, and they all formed a photo of her, which were "Lit," "Never Enough," and "Hush." So "Lit" and "Never Enough" were on Anne, but "Hush" was not. So I know yeah. "Hush" will be included on DNA, and I'm hoping. I know. Well, there will be new songs since there haven't. I don't think there could be any singles up to this album. I feel like she hasn't done, she kind of hasn't really done a lot of singles. Like her and IU kind of stopped that, you know. She, she kind of slowed down. She did. And I understand because, you know, she does have a life. And she, she you know, I'll talk about her personal life, you know, after this. But I can see she has slowed down significantly. But she still has a great discography. And I'm excited about DNA. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be better than and because and was disappointing so i'm hoping she'll give us something better i really want to know when a release date but i'm thinking it'll be august or september that's my guess probably or it, yeah, september or it, probably yeah that i feel like that's when a lot of new albums come out or she yeah because then i could see a concert coming out november december because her birthday is in november so and she likes to release concerts around her birthday so when she has the tour for both both albums, will it be called NDA? Well, actually, she's already touring for Anne. <laughs> but that would be interesting. <laughs> I'm going to require an NDA for this. <laughs> NDA. We'll see, but she she already is doing a tour for and it's um it's a fan club tour actually, and it's her first fan club tour in I think eight years or something. She hasn't done a fan club tour in a while, so the only way you can get tickets to this is if you are part of her fan club, and you do buy hmm. tickets through her fan club. Interesting. <laughs> it is, and she does do a lot of really neat stuff for her fans. For example, when she. She actually, so to all of you who don't know this, Kodokumi is married. She is yes. married to back on guitarist and vocalist Kenji 03. And actually, she announced this to her fans at a fan club mini concert back in December of 11. So she actually announced that. And then later on, she also announced that she was pregnant. And she announced that to her fans as well, you know, and... She does have a boy. She has she has a son. For those who don't know, he was born in 2012. So she does have a life, and I understand why she's slowing down. And I don't blame her. But I still feel like she still gives stuff to the fans and puts on a good show. And that's what I think. And I will say, I so I cataloged, I made a tally of all her albums, singles, and remix albums. 
I don't know if anyone is interested in actually hearing how many she actually has. I want to take, take a stab. I want to take a stab. Okay, I'll how, take a how stab many? In the dark. I, I so I'll tell you how I categorized it. I did studio, best, remix, cover, live, singles, vinyls, and DVD Blu-ray. I I categorized oh, it like that. But if you want to take a stab at studio, well, you can either do combined for albums or I'll do, I'll do combined for albums. Okay. Okay. If I remember correctly, she has 16 studios. Best of, I want to say seven. Or, or not best of, driving. Summers. I want to say close to like, close to 40, 42 or something like that. I think you're close. You're, you're, clo you're really close, well, actually. I know, because I, I know she has eight driving hits because I saw driving hits eight earlier today on iTunes. Yep. I, I still need to like purchase a month or two ago. I'm still yeah. missing it. Yes. I still need driving hits seven and eight. She also has another remix album besides that. Just wink, wink. Um, but you're, you're very close. Cause let's see, let me see how good I can do math. I think 52. Okay, hold on. I'm getting my phone out for doing this because my math sucks today. That's all I'm going to say because my brain has been fried for more <laughs> As you can guess, let's, I'm glad I kept a tally of this next time I know to. So I guess rounding, Ken is actually, let me make sure, Ken is actually the closest. So she oh, has, yeah. I, I guess you could say 43 albums. Oh, wow. 15, yeah, 15 <laughs> studio. The closest he missed it by studio, one. But there will, yep. <laughs> so 15 studio, but there will be 16. So it would have been 44, but I didn't count DNA yet. Seven best albums that are physical. There's uh, several digital. Two cover albums, which are Eternity, Eternity Love and Songs, which Be My Baby off that album that's worth it. That is like the best song on there. Um, and she also had color, uh, color, the cover, which I did like pink spider and the, the one where she dressed up as a Barbie, except I can't remember. I, I don't know why I can't think of the name right now. Um, and she also, she had nine remix albums. So gray, you were close cause you had the eight driving hits, but she also had one called beach mix which is a really, really good remix album. I listen to it every summer. It is pretty is it awesome. Is laid back? Um, no, it's more techno. But if you want her a laid back best album, listen to her winter, uh, her winter album because it's all laid back. Shake Hip, that was the Barbie song. <laughs> so I call it the Barbie song because she's she is pretty much she is her own Barbies and I really want a Barbie but they only made it for the video. I was so disappointed to find that out. So her Winter of Love best album is actually a really if you like her slow stuff I recommend that because it has all her mellow ballad type songs and it has some of my favorite ballads by her hands you you Uta I know Uta Moon Crying Stay with Me. It has, it's really, really good, and it came with two new songs. But the fan club edition of that, I watched the concert the other day. It's awesome. I would get the fan club edition. Unless you want all the music videos and get the Blu-ray edition. 
or get them both like I did. Um, but if if you like her slow stuff, Winter of Love is a great best album to start out. Her Summer of Love album, though, has a mixture. So it has some stuff. It's more mellow, but it has some stuff that's upbeat as well. So her that's also a really good album, too, because No One Else But You is a great, like, mellow song off that one. And I'll Be There and With Your Smile are really fun songs. So as you can see, she has a lot in it. For those of you who don't know, she has 62 singles. She also released vinyls back in the day. She stopped releasing vinyls after Butt. Butt was her last vinyl. And all her live albums are actually fan club exclusives, which makes me very, very, very sad. I will be buying them when I get when I join the fan club, though. And DVD and Blu-ray releases, she has 28. It's crazy. Wow. She has 28, and some are fan club only, and I actually own the fan club only ones. Well, I mean, her career is almost spanning 30 years. It'll be 30 years in, what, two years? Uh, Not quite. No, sorry, 20 years. years. Yeah. You're not the only one failing at math today. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. But, I mean, (laughs) she's had a long career, so looking at all the releases she has, it's pretty amazing that, you know, seeing her career like this and – I mean, I just like seeing the numbers and how many albums she's done and thinking about how great they are. And even her singles. I mean, there's some singles like I still go back to and like this single was amazing. I'm so glad I have this one, you know, and there's some great besides that you can only get on her singles. So I definitely recommend like giving her work, you know, uh, she is such a variety to choose from. So I guess let so I'm done with all my parts. Sorry if it was a little long discussing her discography and I'm not going over singles because there are way too many to go I over. I was going to say well, we we have a, uh, you know, 3 hours, right? <laughs> yeah, her singles would be insane. I I I can tell you some of my favorite music videos too, but she has she has some great stuff i mean i could go on for hours and hours of kodakumi and just show everyone like my favorite ones and it would take a week but definitely check our facebook page because i was posting some kodakumi lives and i think it's a great place to start but let's delve into our next our next thing of our top favorite songs who would like to start i'll go first as mine will be relatively fast i don't have too much to say unfortunately being a new fan it's kind of hard to have a whole lot of opinions on songs i was struggling today to even have five because going into today i had three now now i've got five so um it's it's always new like when you have the discography that she does i mean you know you just listed it off it's just you know that's that's a metric tonnage of, of stuff to, to sift through and go through. And when you're having, when you're starting at nothing and you're having to look at all that, it just becomes more of a chore than anything else. So. Yeah. And it's overwhelming. You can't really be forced into it, but I think over time when you start being exposed to kind of more of her stuff, you'll probably yeah. find a lot more songs you like. And I, I would say watching her live is one of my favorite things just because you really get, I feel like, Sometimes her live stuff is better than the studio. That's just well, how I see it, yeah. though. Well, and, and I, I am looking forward to DNA. I think that um, I'm interested to see what that is, because I wonder if it's going to be in a different 
direction than and. I think I, it will too. So. But I, I will say, and like one of my favorite songs is on and so, it, it, and we'll get a little bit of representation here today. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but number five is Taboo, and that was the very first song that um, you heard in the opening montage. I think we'll all talk about it at some point, and I think you two will probably have a mm -hmm. lot more to say than me. But I will say it's catchy, and it is a fun uh, beat to listen to, and certainly memorable. I, I, if anything other than that, it's memorable. And I, I usually tend to try to gravitate toward memorable songs, because I've heard a lot of songs that I did like, but I just cannot remember them so th that that always hurts a little bit um mm -hmm. but uh taboo definitely worth checking out it's it's a good starting point if you're looking to get into kotakumi um number four uh i borrowed this from you luna uh sorry mm -hmm. uh is you okay. <laughs> I, I was having to prepare um, some stuff earlier and got got the chance to listen to it, and that that's a beautiful song. But that is an absolutely gorgeous song. So definitely recommend that one. Uh, number three is the one off of And, and that's Never Enough. Um, and I'm hoping I, I have my song right. I wasn't able to double-check and make certain I have the right song. But... I'm fairly certain it's never enough. Uh, the slow ballad that they had on that on that album. Mm -hmm. It is that, never enough. It's a yes. beautiful song. It, it, it's so good, and and just the idea that that person's love is never is never going to quite be enough. It it's, I find it. I I actually could sympathize with that in a, in a lot of ways, and I I found it very relatable so so that that i just loved that song I, to me that was easily the best song on that album because uh, I, I first heard that like i was listening to the album and i'm like eh, and eh. i was met on every song and that song hit and it was just it, it was almost like i was listening to a different person for that one song like the <laughs> like the vocals were, were the same like you can tell it's the same person but the style the music the, there, there was emotion in that song that really felt lacking for the literal entire rest of it. I, I just felt like, eh, um, like sweet, sweetest taboo did eventually start to grow on me, but I always thought that was kind of a weird song. Um, number two, uh, is, uh, Koei no Subomi, uh, which again, I had the, uh, I got a chance to listen to while I was preparing this, uh, and that, that, that hit pretty good that that was a really really nice it's a uh, really good song, song. yeah it, it is a really good song and mm -hmm. the music video is really good mm -hmm. i i've not seen i've not seen the music video um in, in fact when i was trying to find it on youtube all they had was a an amv from all i don't even remember the name of the anime now um i think fruits basket but anyways like, <laughs> oh boy! I was like, no, it was Love Hina. I have Hina. that video. I um, I'll see if I can find it and send uh, send it send you a copy because I have all the videos. So okay. And uh, number one, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, number one uh, is uh, Really Motion, which you guys can be hearing right now. 
and the reason I went with this song is I actually think I like Never Enough in Koei no Tsubumi more. But this is nostalgia for me at the end of the day. Like, I, I love Final Fantasy X too. I'm not going to remotely hide it. Like, I love that that game. Uh, it, it, the story, yeah, it's whatever. But the, 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 the gameplay and combat was really good. And I like I like the three girls. Um, the song is very catchy. I mean, every time she says, "What can I do for you?" I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah. What can you do for me?" <laughs> but it is really good. It, it's got it's got a good hook to it. Uh, like 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 I said, if you're you can hear it now playing. So it I, I definitely definitely recommend it. Like it's good. Well, yeah, um, I guess I, I will go next for my number five. Um, boy, this is uh, pretty tough um, to put them all in a, a specific order. Mm-hmm. But uh, number five probably would be Juicy. I love that song. See, I From, don't um, care about that song. <laughs> I've watched Let, the let's music just say video. Much because... I've watched the music video. I've listened to the song. I... It, it does zero for me. I don't even find it sexy. I'm sorry, Luna, but because I don't. It's, it, it's, it's, I, I, I specifically like this song because it's just so, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I just, I just use it because I, I, I really like the, the beat of the song, but the lyrics are so bad. I can't. <laughs> So, like I said before, you know, I, I, I work in a fairly open area, and I'm allowed to play music, because otherwise I will go crazy for eight hours just standing there. And whenever Juicy plays, it just so happens to be whenever <laughs> I have 30 people, either 30, like, um, young people, or just 30 young girls, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to... Um, put that idea in that in their heads <laughs> so yeah what kind Going of message on, are you sending um, probably, to the youth man <laughs> yeah i'm very corrupt in that way <laughs> probably we, lo- we love you for it, so don't worry about it <laughs> number four will probably be taboo taboo is really good um besides that and this is uh, this is not a love song. Is Taboo is probably my favorite song on Trick, on the album. And I mean, there's not much I can say about it. It's um, has a really good beat, and this was kind of like I didn't keep up with Coda at that time. So Trick was just when I bought it. It was just like, oh, this is what she's been doing. I don't mind that all too much. And then going up to number three is birthday eve because so this is like a really stupid tradition that i do i specifically listen to this song on my birthday eve and i watch the music video also (laughs) thinking that you know i gotta i gotta wear that stupid lucha libre mask and hopefully a a really good looking girl will come and bake me a cake i know what i'm getting you for your birthday this year (laughs) <laughs> Ooh. I literally wear a mask. 
No, a giant picture of that birthday Eve poster. Maybe I can find one. No, I was going to give him <laughs> a short <laughs> ask. <laughs> but yeah, going on up. Um, number two will probably be Koi no Zubomi. Is my probably one of my favorite songs on the album for Black Cherry. And I love the music video. The music video is so good. Mm-hmm. It, they did basically do a Cinderella story within the mm-hmm. music video. That sounds. And sweet. finally, my number one song is "You May Know Uta." My favorite ballad out of everything is with this song. I always sing this song on karaoke. The the meaning, the lyrics, the meaning to the lyrics is so great, and I can't. Highly recommend this song to everyone to go and listen to this song. Oh, they're I listening to it now. Cannot preference. Yeah, they're listening to it now, but just a lot. No, of not the, us talking over it. Yeah. The, yeah, just the the lyrics are so good, and I highly recommend it. Well, I was wanting to catch it today before the show, and I I flat ran out of time, so that that's on me. <laughs> what I'm hearing, I really like. Yeah, it's it's a really good. It's it's I, I can't put it into words how good it mm-hmm. is. For me. It's a beautiful song. Like it, it that was uh, I had some hard choices in picking these because I wanted to put Yume no Uta on there so bad because I love that song. What does oh, it mean beautiful. in English? Yeah. Uh, I know it's dream song. Dream song. Okay. I, I was song. trying to I was trying to figure out what Ume meant because I know what Uda is or yeah I was trying to figure out what Yume meant because I know what Uda is and I know what No means in that context so I was like oh, I wonder what up so, okay dream song yeah it just means dream but yeah that's pretty much my entire list right there oh I oh mine I struggled with this so bad so I. There's so many songs that I love and I had to do honorable mentions because I, I really struggled. I, I have my top five, but it kind of became top six, but I'm going to take the one out and use it as an honorable mention. I made my, I, I was like listening to them all again today and I'm like, I can't choose. So I'll do my top five and then I'm going to do my honorable mentions so this was like an extremely tough choice as I've followed her career. The only time I ever got out of it a little bit was Deja Vu era, but I got right back into her. So, okay, I'm going to start with my number five. So my number five is Universe. I love this song. I've seen so many live performances of it. It is a fun dance song. The beat is super catchy. Whenever I hear it, I am energized. It puts me in a great mood, and that is actually one of the songs in our opening montage. And I actually have the song stuck in my head right now. <laughs> so it, when I first heard <laughs> the song on Universe, I'm like, I had it on repeat, like, and that's what I did in the car. I was like, to, on the way to work, it was on repeat because it woke me up at 6 a.m. this morning. So I really recommend it if you like upbeat dance songs. It is fantastic. So my number four, this takes goes way back. It is Take Back, her first single. 
So this song, I, I don't know what it is about this song, but whenever I hear it, I know all the lyrics to it. I hear it and I just get in that, that, that I guess you could say it's not really a dance song. The, you do hear it at the beginning in our montage, but it's a remix version. So that one's a lot more techno, but the original one sounds like 90s R&B. And it puts you in that, I guess, swaying type of mood that you're kind of like lounge dancing, I guess you could say. I just <laughs> love this song. And I can o- I always revert back to this song. And especially on our first best album when I heard, when I heard this, I'm just like, this is great. You know, and watching the video seeing how young she was when she did this song and it's it's just such a great song and it's i would say it is a good introduction to her especially her older style it really shows you what her older style is all about when you hear this song so so my third one is actually from one of her newer albums it's from her walk of my life album it is dance in the rain it is a it's a beautiful song. I love the lyrics. I love the video, the beat to it. It's a slower song, but the uh, the chorus is so catchy. When you hear her sing that, and it just has this power to it. Uh, this was probably this and Walk of My Life were my favorite songs on that album. And Dance in the Rain is one that, when I first got that album, I listened to this song at work all the time. I just kept playing it back and back and back when I was doing my projects. I'm like, I got to listen to the song, something about that power in it, that it was, it's a mid tempo song, but it is just, it really gets you. My second one is of course, we all had this on ours. So you guys got to listen to it now. It's taboo. Yep. (laughs) I love taboo and this one high up because this is a song that right when I heard it, I fell in love. I love the video. I mean, I was hyped for the song. And this is also a song me and my best friend always sing at karaoke. And if you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> we <laughs> always get up. We hear this song. We dance to it. We jam to it. We played this into the car countless times. This is our, like, song. And this will be a song I will be playing at my wedding because... I love this song. I will be on the dance floor dancing to Taboo. <laughs> I, I recommend this song to everyone. It is a great starting point for Kodakumi. What, what, especially... what you should do for your wedding is let me and Ken DJ it. It's like DJ the reception. <laughs> well, if you guys want to, we're going to include, because Josh likes classic rock, so it'll be classic rock, but I want my Japanese music, and I have to have my Koda. It has to be Taboo is going to be one of my songs because this song is such an amazing dance song. It is a fun song. It is a great introduction to her in general. We're going to go, put Taboo and then we're going to put Koi from Scandal on it. Yes. Oh, that would be interesting. Because <laughs> it's all, it's, uh, I, that's also all three on our list. Is... Uh, do you, well, but how do you how would you dance to go? Would that be like a slow dance that you would do? Because I mean, it's a slower taboo? song. No, no, Koei. It's a... Oh, Koei. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you dance to that. <laughs> but it has to be taboo. Taboo, I can dance to anywhere. I mean, I, I put that on and I'm in my dance mood. I put it on while doing housework. Taboo is just <laughs> an amazing song all around. And watch the video because that video is hot. And if I'm correct, there's some sub versions of it floating around on YouTube. 
or there used to be back in the day when the song came out. I know a lot of people were subbing Coda's stuff. So you might be able to find some subversions of it. So my number one is one of the songs I always karaoke to the most. I know all the lyrics to it. And I actually sang it at work when we did a tribute, we did a contest and they asked us, sing one of your favorite songs. So I sang You by Kodakumi. And it is You by Kodakumi. That is my number one. And I, ever since I heard this song, I fell in love with it. It is on her best second session album. And it is by far my favorite ballad by her. And it was a hard choice because I love her ballads. I really had trouble picking on this, this one, but you, song. it is beautiful. The video is beautiful. Every performance she does of this is gorgeous. It, it's just one of, I just can't describe my love for this song. Um, I, I can't, I, I'm a horrible singer. Else I would sing it to you, but I'm sure Ken is playing. playing. Gray is playing it for everyone. And you can yes. see how gorgeous it was. So I don't want to sing it and then me be off the song anyway. But if you really no. like ballads, and it's a great winter ballad. And even though it's not, not winter, I still listen to it just because it's beautiful. So those are my top five. And there's so much I could say about you. I love the video and the cover for it is really cute. And actually the B-side that is on, is, yeah, you has a B-side. It is Sweet Kiss. And that is a really cute song as well. And the 12 singles didn't have many B-sides, but you did. And I love that whole single in general. And that was one of the, the limited singles for the 12 weeks that I actually bought. Because I loved you so much. When I went to Japan in 2014, I actually found a copy of it with the OB and I bought it. And I was super ecstatic because that is like one of my favorite songs. I had to have it in my collection. So... I'm going to put some of my honorable mentions on here because I couldn't choose uh, surprise. So best second sessions actually had, a, had a couple shake it up is also one of my favorite songs. I think it's the, the catchiness to it. Oh, yo, yo, asaga kurumade. Oh, yo, yo, shake it up tonight. I just love the catchiness of that song. It just gets stuck in your head. And it's such a fun song. So that was a good one. Love Me Back, which we talked about. That's a really catchy one. And that was one I didn't like when I heard it at first. I don't know why. I just, it didn't, I didn't like it that much. And then I heard it the second time. I'm like, oh, I like this. Then I saw the video and then I'm like, oh, I love this. So the video was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the video is hot. You know what I'm talking about, Ken. Yes, uh, I do. So, and then some other ones were her older it ones. It doesn't really look good off my head, but. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so some of the older ones I had to put in, I would trust your love, love across the ocean. And one of the other ballads I struggled with was putting on there with Sen no Kotoba, which is 1,000 yeah. words for Final Fantasy. That song makes me cry. Every time I hear it, I want to cry. Because it's such a beautiful and sad song. It is it is glorious. And I love Coda's version because of the emotions you feel in that song. You just hear it. And there's also a piano version of this that is beautiful. That's on her Best Bounce and Lovers album. It's No, that's the alternative orchestra version. It is gorgeous too. And you has it's a piano really version on there. Yes. So it is, it is beautiful. 
So those are some of my toss ups. And also Love Goes Like is one of my favorite songs because it's like rockish. And I love that she's in this glass cube and when she just breaks it. Oh, I love that one too. I, I gotta stop talking because I there's so many of her songs and it was the most difficult choice for me. Since she's had <laughs> so many albums and so many songs, you look in my iTunes and I when it says how many Coda songs I have, it is five hundred and sixty-five. I do have some doubles on accident. Don't know how that happened, but she has so many songs, and I feel like there's so many I didn't mention. She had some great collaboration songs. She had Heat with Mega Megadoo. She had Hot Stuff with KM Market. She did a song with Lisa from Mflow. Her song One. I yep. almost forgot about that, and I heard her and Lisa sing it live, and I'm like, oh my god, this song is an amazing R&B song, and you can feel the Mflow vibe in there. Last Angel. Hear that. Yes, Last Angel on Kingdom with DBSK, or, okay, Toho Shinki. So, oh, that's a great one. And that was the theme song for Resident Evil, Extinction. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> yeah. That? And, yes, it Wait, was the, the Japanese yeah. theme song. Yes, it was yeah, the, Japanese the Japanese theme song for Resident Evil, Extinction. You well, might like that one. Maybe. I haven't heard the song. I've seen the movie. Wish I could take it back. Um, <laughs> you might. Oh, yeah, the oh. movie is horrible. Um, but I like the song they did. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. I only bought it because oh. of Ashanti. Oh, well, I'm just coming from it as a fan of the games. I'm like, oh, my, oh my the movies. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. But Coda's song is actually the video is kind of cool because they did like a Resident Evil type of thing in it kind of or tried to. I did like the video. Uh, it was a really, really good song. I, I really like that one. Um, she and uh, she also did a song with Mflow, which was not on any of her albums, which I liked. It was called Simple, Simple and Lovely. It was definitely something different for her style. Yeah, that, I listen to that song at, at work all day, too. Yeah, it's it's a really good song. I like it. So she's done a lot of great collabs and can't forget Meaning of Peace with Boa, which... Boa outshines her a little bit, but that's okay because I love them both. Um, and something interesting is Mflow actually helped compose and write some of her songs in her first album. So yeah, if you look at the right, lyric right. book, it's kind of interesting. I think Atomic Energy, and I wish if I had my, my CD with me, I don't right now. But you can feel some of her, the Mflow vibe and some of her early stuff, which I like. But she did have an Outworks and collab album. I recommend people checking out because there's some great songs on there that she did with people that you don't hear too often. So I always like to mention her collaborations. And I wish if she'd do more because I feel like she does good with some of them, you know? And there's some yeah. artists I'd like to see her collab with. But, yeah. But, yeah, with that. I think uh, that was a great overview on Kodakumi's entire discography and uh, her entire in entertainment career. I agree. But, and you know what? One yeah. I forgot to mention, Butterfly. How could say. we forget about Butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that one because for a while I didn't like that song because they overplayed it. Yeah, I, I remember that song all too well, too. Oh, yeah, but, it was so overplayed. But 
she just yeah. says so much so much and i'm like oh what about that one what about that one if you had to choose a definite album to pick to introduce someone to kotakumi which what album would that be it would probably be best first things or best second session just because of i feel like best first things has the first, it's a two cd set and it has really you see her style her old to her new for the disc one and disc two a lot more recent stuff and i feel like it gives you a good perspective on especially her starting out and i always recommend that to people because it's a great starting point and then from there i always say best second session because it also gives you a good starting point for some of his her songs because it has such a good variety. Those, but I also love Black Cherry for studio album. I would probably go with Black Cherry, or, but I love Secret. Secret is a special place in my heart, but I would probably go with Black Cherry for newer fans. Yeah, for for me personally, I would definitely recommend Black Cherry. Um, either that or Kingdom. Kingdom is a great album. These besides her, the controversies that she had it with is. the album, because mm -hmm. um, really probably, good. yeah. I mean, like if we were going into six or seven songs, then um, I know Uta was is definitely on that list. That's why. Yep, I know Uta is also one of my top ones. I know Uta. I love that one. <laughs> and it also has the full version of Black Cherry as the bonus track. So you hear it in the intro yeah. of the album, but you get the full version. So it and it had some great songs on it. And I feel like Kingdom is so underrated. But yeah. With that, I think uh, we've done a great overview on her career. And I want to thank you, Luna, for uh, taking the time to pretty much make a script for this because uh, when we did the scandal one, I'm just going to go a little behind the scenes there. I had a basic overview of what we were going to do, but this turned out much more better than I thought it could yes. have been. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was more directed and focused, which I, I, I liked, yes. Uh, yes. Since she had such an expansive discography, the only way I felt to break Coda down is break it down by her albums and include some of those singles. So at least we get an overview of her, her music, her style, how she's changed her life, her career. So I, I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it and, you know, wants to check out her stuff, her music now. I mean, she's a great artist, very iconic in my opinion. So. But yeah, with that, I want to thank you very much. And you can take a look at um, pretty much all the what the albums look like on our Instagram page for at Ongaku to you and our Twitter Ongaku to you and our Facebook group also called Ongaku to you. <laughs> and you can probably see all the concerts that we probably posted. We've been hyping this up for about a month now, now and more so within the last more so a couple weeks. Uh, within the last couple of weeks with all the uh, the lovely CD re-listenings that we've been doing. I, I will... Yes, and I have... Yes. 
I, I will say this because I was I wasn't here for it yesterday. We know branding better than Idol Master, and they need to get their crap together. It's <laughs> all one thing. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying consistency is important. Yes, it and is. I've been and look forward to more Kodakumi posts because I might be I have way more of her concerts and CDs I have not posted. So when I'm listening to them, look forward to seeing what they look like, and I'll if. I'll try to name what edition it is if you guys are curious. But if there's something you want to see specifically by her, drop us a message and let us know. Yes, yes, yes. And with that, I kind of want to thank you for listening to this very special episode of Ongaku to You. You can reach us at ongaku to you at gmail.com and also visit our site, ongaku to you.com. I uh, spend. Lots of lots of hours on this site. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you for it. Yes, we do. You've done a great job. And, and um, I do just to Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Can I I do want to give a shout out to Generasia because their site is amazing and a lot of my Kodakumi information I have got from them. Especially with albums. If you're looking for a great place for like album catalogs, track listing. You can find any Asian artist on there, and that's they have tons on Kodakumi. So I do recommend checking out their site. It's a great resource. Yeah. Um, and with that, I want to thank you guys very much to listening to this episode to Ongaku with uh, Ongaku to you, and look forward to next week's episode because we are bringing our our human mailbox. Hunter on as our first special guest. I am excited. I'm looking Please, forward, look to, forward that. to that. Me too. I'm looking forward to that. And I can apologize again because uh, I'm pretty sure he's gotten a lot of really weird stuff lately. <laughs> oh, and if you guys are um, are interested, I am going to appear on his stream later on tonight. So look forward to that. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-U-R-O-U-H-U-N-T-E-R, Koryu Hunter, all one word. What are you guys playing? Um, He's playing Pokemon, I think, tonight. Oh, okay. He's trying to beat Luigi's Mansion, so he was either going to beat it last night or tonight, but I wasn't able to finish the stream for last night. So hopefully he did. <laughs> I figured maybe oh, yeah. he might be uh, playing Monster Hunter or something. No, his PS4 died, so we've been oh, yeah. kind of. He's been he's been kind of um, hinting that he should get it he died? should uh, get That's another so PS4. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it kept on funning out on him halfway through um, recordings. Yikes! So. Oof. But yeah. With that, I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host, Ken. Sign off. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's special episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And this is Luna signing off. And uh, one last thank you to Luna for putting this together. Uh, she's really what made this episode work. And without her hard work, it would not have been nearly as good. So thank you, Luna, for all that you do. And uh, this is Gray signing off.